Hi there, Slow Down Society. We are on episode 114 of the Slow Living Podcast. And in this episode, I am going to air an encore episode of part two of the three-part Success Secrets series. I recorded this three-part series way back in the first few months of the Slow Living Podcast. And these were 21 success secrets that I've sort of cultivated throughout my life. And I've tried to impart wisdom on my own three children. And I bring these success secrets up pretty often with my one-on-one coaching clients. It's been a few years since these episodes first ran, and I was reminded of them a few weeks ago when I was talking to a coaching client who brought them up, and she started talking about how she was using these in her day-to-day life and asked if I still thought they were relevant. And so I took a listen, and you know what? They are relevant, and I do stand by all of these kind of I'm going to use the word secrets just for lack of a better word, but these are solid principles that have been tested over time. And I know that if you listen with fresh ears and an open mind, you can find a way to incorporate these things into your everyday life. I've included a downloadable infographic for you in the show notes. Download it. Study these things. See how you can do this on an everyday basis because I want you to live the life of your dreams, the life that makes you so excited to jump out of bed in the morning. And you're like, okay, today is the day. Let's make things happen. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of Slow Living Society. And thank you every day for just listening and being you. I am so proud of you, and I know that this 2024 season will be your absolute best yet. Hello, hello. Welcome back, Slow Down Society. Steph here, and I am so happy that you are here with me. We are going to record episode number 22 today, and this is part two of the success series. And I think it's going to be a three-part series. (laughs) That is what I had planned out and that is what I outlined. And because there are 21 of these sort of Steph's Steps to Success, which is actually really hard to say in a row. Steph's Steps to Success. Huh. That's very much like Sally sells seashells at the seashore, which I cannot say (laughs) any faster. But That's not the name of the game here. The name of the game is not to go fast. The name of the game is to go slow. And so in episode 21, the last episode, I gave you the first five of the success secrets. And in a perfect world, there would have been seven. There would have been seven in each of these three episodes because that's how math works. And (laughs) that is not what happened because I was a little long-winded. And my goal is to try and keep these roughly-ish 25 to 30 minutes because that's pretty much the length of time that I usually am able to listen to a podcast on a walk around with Sheldon in the morning or while I'm in the shower or getting dressed. And so that's sort of how I came up with the time frame of these. So to catch up, I think today will be more than five 
and more than seven. I think we'll try and get through 10 or so today, so then we're back on track. If you have not had the opportunity to listen to the last episode, episode number 21, which happens to be the first of the three-part series of the 21 Secrets of Success, according to Steph, you can, but you do not need to listen to these in order. It's not a big deal. They don't build upon each other in any way. So don't feel as if you missed out in any way. But I do want to just kind of take a second here and do a little bit of housekeeping. And thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening and for sharing this podcast with your friends and your family and your neighbors and anybody you think might benefit from it. When I got started, I was really sort of hesitant and skeptical to sort of put myself out there. I sort of feel like sometimes I'm walking around naked um, because it's much easier to sort of make up pot roast recipes and post them on the internet. But I really didn't want to only just be the crockpot lady forever. This is something that I've I've always wanted to write about and talk about self-help, especially self-help and personal development as it relates to moms is near and dear to my heart. It's something that I really care about. And and a piece of me just wants to go out there and hug all of you and, and hug everybody who feels somehow that you might be alone because I promise you are not. I I promise you are not alone. And any thought and every feeling and every emotion that you've had, there is someone out there feeling the same way. And I, I want you to just please envelop yourself in the warmth that I'm trying to radiate out through this microphone in the corner of my home office and, and just know that I am on your side and you're most definitely not alone. And the reason that I've always wanted to write and talk and share about these things is I did feel alone. I was very interested in in personal development and, and always trying to be the best parent I could be and the best mom and the best wife and the best successful human. And I wanted our finances to be in check and I wanted all of these things to happen. And I kept turning to books from the library and they were all written by men. And it kind of pissed me off and I didn't like it. So so one of the the first things I ever did was I had a, a newspaper column and it was, I entitled it Steph and Sensibility. And I wrote it for our local newspaper and I was not paid in any way. And then I started giving talks um, at local La Leche League meetings and, and moms groups and mops groups. And then I turned that into the book proposal for the Totally Together journal. And that was actually the first thing that I ever did was write that book. And then the crockpot stuff all happened. And, and along the way, I was teaching preschool and I was giving parenting talks there. So all of this sort of teaching is built upon that. And in 2020, I decided I was going to get certified as a life coach and, and, and take this show on the road, so they say, but, but sort of legitimize myself and my teachings. And then the Slow Living podcast came out of there. But I'm just thankful and, and 
the studio that I work with, Ship It Studios, has been wonderful and they keep sending me stats. And evidently, even though I don't know you're out there listening, they do and they assure me that there's people out there and that the podcast is getting shared and downloaded and we're making the the charts that are important, <laughs> which I guess means something. But just please know that that I great I'm super grateful and thankful. And if a certain episode really resonates with you, let me know. Shoot me an email or tag me on Instagram and Facebook. Let me know because I would love to meet you <laughs> in quotes and and just. I'd love to know what is resonating with you. So, okay, there you go. That was my, <laughs> my, my virtual hug to you all in that I really do think you're wonderful. And when I say that, and when I say consider yourself loved and hugged, I really do envision sitting across from you drinking a cup of tea. And today, what do I have? I've got a yogi tea bag in my mug and the quote on the other side of my yogi tea bag today says friendship is a gift that lasts and that's pretty darn special and that is amazing okay as a recap the first five success secrets was to love yourself plan out where you're going take action daily get adequate sleep be around people who are good for you. So those are the first five, and you can hear them in detail in the last episode, episode 21. But this is number 22, and so we're going to go into the next 10 or so. And success secret number six is kind of interesting, and I wrote it out, and I believe in it, and it is you are an entrepreneur. And this is regardless of whether or not you're self-employed, and whether or not you run a small business. Because the fact is, is if you are living in these times and you are managing a family and you are managing a household budget and you are going somewhere, meaning you know where you're going and you're trying to build your life, build your family, build your bank account, build your future retirement account, you are an entrepreneur. And I want you to have that mindset. And I want you to really kind of think about it. Huh, my own little family here is a teeny tiny business. And we've got an economy. And we've got members of this business. And I need to know what they're doing all the time. I need to pay attention to what is happening in my business, in my day-to-day -day life, in this, in this family. And really... Look at it that way. There's all of these different kind of like puns when it comes to moms and women, like CEO and, and that kind of stuff. So if that fits well with you and, and you want to wear that hat, do it. But in general, I want you to think about all of the things you're doing as if you are running a little business and, and make decisions that way. So maybe not in a super emotional kind of sporadic, frenzied state, if you happen to be in that sort of state, maybe it's not a really good idea to decide to go buy something right now if it doesn't fit your household budget, things like that. So, so that's what I mean. Pay attention. You are an entrepreneur. 
And then because of that, that is going to help you with number seven. And that is to keep your day job slash treat your day job like it's adult daycare. So (laughs) I go back and forth because really what I want to say is you're in adult daycare. But my husband pointed out that maybe adult daycare sort of sounds like a senior center or an assisted living facility. And that's not what I mean. I mean that even if you consider yourself an entrepreneur, I want you to keep your day job. And I want you to sort of think of your day job as adult daycare. You do not need to love every bitty bit of it. You do not even need to like your coworkers in order to succeed. But if you think of it with a mindset of, I go here every day, and they pay me, and this is what I need to do, and this is what adults do, and this is my job, this is adult daycare, and and have that mindset. And I I personally needed to kind of self-coach myself on this an awful lot, because when my oldest went back, went into college, and the Crock-Pot site, the income had, had dissipated, this was a real thing. Like I needed to make income again. And so I took a day job and I love aspects of my day job. (laughs) I, I work in the front office of an elementary school. So I'm their school site secretary. I really do love like all of the things that are literally written on my job description, but the other stuff, not so much fun, like dealing with cranky parents, dealing with all of this other stuff. I've got some coworkers that aren't my fave. That said, I'm going to continue to go because I'm in adult daycare. And the nice thing about being in this adult daycare is they pay me and they pay me, which then I shovel into different accounts, which then is helping to feed the entrepreneurial part, which is paying attention to our family and our family economics. So a lot of times people hear the advice, do what you love and the money will follow. Or B, your job should be your passion. You should be passionate about all of the things you do and just trust that the money will follow. And I want you to be really careful there because there used to be sort of this kind of shark tanky bro marketer kind of internet hustler mindset of you're not a real entrepreneur and you're not a real business owner if you have the safety net of keeping your day job. And I don't want you to fall victim to that. I don't want you to believe that that's the truth. If you want to monetize something that you're passionate about, go for it. But Keep the safety net in place. Figure out what income needs to happen in order to keep your family running the way it's running and and figure out how to make that happen. And if it's from a regular nine to five adult daycare day job, great. If you want to sell something on the side, if you want to have a side hustle, great. But if you don't, that's okay too. It's okay to not have your day job fulfill each and every bitty nuance of your creative side. That is okay. They are not paying me at work right now to be creative. In fact, anytime I come up with a creative or new idea, 
I am told, no, that's actually not what we do here. That's not how we do it. But that's okay because I get to be creative in other ways. I get to have this podcast. I get to get up early in the morning and write and goof around. That's me. That feeds my creative side. So don't think that if you are in a job that you hate or that you don't like every bit of it, that you're somehow doing something wrong. No, no, that's just a marketing ploy. So you do you, you do what feeds, like literally feeds your family and then find another way to feed your soul and it will all work out. Are you wondering if you're on the right path? Are you secretly worried that you are forgetting to put your own needs and wants first while you raise your family? What if I told you it is not too late and you really could have the dream life you've always wanted and all it would take is a few tweaks to your mindset? Each week, I have a few open slots for free coaching calls. Together, we can decipher your most challenging mindset block and clear it away so you can live out the life you've always wanted. You can sign up at stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. You should hurry because I'm not sure how long I'm going to have this available for free and I'd hate for you to miss out. The URL again is stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. Okay. So that was number seven. Number eight is keep your eyes on your own work. So I think in school, you're told this all of the time. Keep your eyes on your own paper. And then in the school that I work with, actually during tests, they put up these shields around them called privacy folders. And sometimes it's like a binder set up. Sometimes it's a manila folder. But keep your eyes on your own work. Don't pay attention to anybody else's game. You do you. It doesn't matter if your next door neighbor is driving this car or that car. It doesn't matter if the people down the street are going to Europe and and are pulling their kids from school and are going to homeschool. No, you figure out your own game and then you play your game. And, And that's all it is. If you're constantly looking around and constantly second guessing your choices and your decisions based upon what somebody else is doing, that's not a recipe for success. That's a recipe for always feeling like you're behind or like there's shifting goalposts or like you're building your, your, per, your proverbial, is that the word? Proverbial house on quicksand. No. Build a solid foundation. Pay attention to what is working for you and then tune out everybody else. But keep your eyes on your own work. And please don't continuously second guess yourself. If you've made a decision from a strong place, from a, a place of power, not this kind of franticky feeling like, oh, I better do something. No. That my best advice when it comes to making decisions, and now I might be off on a tangent, but I'm just going to go with it, is when you're in a good mood. And you know you, you know when you're in a good mood, you know when a decision feels right, but then all of a sudden you are starting to second guess yourself. And, And we can liken it even to making a decision to order something on Amazon. So raise your hand 
if you've ordered something on Amazon and you feel good about your purchase and it's in your cart and you press buy now and then all of a sudden you get an email saying that it's getting shipped to you and then you decide to go back and read the one-star reviews and now you're starting to second-guess yourself. Oh my gosh, should I have really bought that or should I have bought this other thing? No, don't do that. You made a decision, own the decision, then move on. Keep your eyes on your own work. It doesn't matter what anybody else's experiences are and why they're all fired up to shoot off a one-star review. No, you're going to have an amazing Amazon delivery. You're going to love this Amazon delivery. This is going to be the most perfect whatever it is because you decided it was going to be and you went for it and you pressed the button and you pressed buy now. So don't second guess yourself. Okay. Number nine, be okay with being okay because that's what leads to contentment. And this is sort of, I don't know, maybe anti a a lot of the teachings out there of be the best and climb every mountain and crush who's ever along the way. And all of the things that might sound nice on a bumper sticker, but in real life, it might just sort of make you feel like you're not worthy or you're not enough. And I am going to tell you right here and now, I think you are amazing. And I think you are wonderful. And I think you are worthy. And you do not need to be the best You need to just be you. Because if you start thinking that you have to be the best, you will never be satisfied. Because unfortunately, we live in a time with lots and lots and lots of people. And I'm sure I could Google the number of how many billions of people are on the planet and how many millions of people are in your own home city or region there's always going to be somebody who's better than you. And you do not need to beat them. You need to play your own game. Keep your eyes on your own work. Be okay. Be at peace with being okay. And just think about it. From, from a kid standpoint, if, if your eight-year-old brings home an A on their math paper, be cool with that A on the math paper. Don't wonder, well, did you get a better grade than Johnny or or whoever it is? No, be cool with it. Don't start this at a young age where you're, you're trying to teach your kids to be the best of the best. They do not need to be the top of the class. Sure, maybe the top 10%, top 20%, fine. But let them be kids. And now I'm, I'm going off on a different number because I, I do talk about parenting at one point. But it's okay to just be okay. Be better than average, sure. But you do not need to be the skinniest person on the block. You do not need to have the, the very best Hawaiian vacation ever and, and then tout about it and then find out later that somebody had an even better resort location. No, just, just don't do it. Just be calm, be at peace, be thankful for all that you have. 
Okay, number 10, limit both social and traditional media, which is a lot to be said of keeping your eyes on your own work. Don't go looking for things that are going to trigger you. And, and, t- and nine with being okay with being okay. So 10 is limiting social and traditional media. And we've talked about this a lot. We talked about it in one of the very first episodes when I was talking about decluttering. If something isn't making you feel good about yourself, get rid of it. And social, and a lot of times traditional media, does not make you feel good about yourself. And worrying about stuff that is happening in a faraway land isn't going to make you feel good. Does this mean that you need to be in the dark? Does this mean that you can never know the headlines and never know the happenings? No, not at all. I am pretty aware of what's happening in the world. I flip on Google and I look at the headlines on Google News and I am very aware of what's happening. But that doesn't mean that I need to empathetically step into the story and feel the feelings that both traditional and social media are trying to get us to feel. I can be aware that there's super bad things happening over there. But it doesn't mean that that is going to decide what type of day I'm going to have or how I'm going to treat my kids or how I'm going to show up at work because there's something bad happening. It was really interesting when COVID first hit and we all thought it was only going to be a few weeks of being in lockdown and then it has turned into years of COVID affecting our lives. There were some friends and some colleagues who were watching every bitty bit. And I did get suckered in for a while. I actually had had the sort of thought that I was being un-American if I wasn't paying attention to the case count and the death count in our county. Ooh, count and county. I did it again. I'm, I'm full of tongue twisters today. And it wasn't good for me. And it wasn't good for my brain. And it kept me glued to the couch. And I wasn't doing anything for myself. And I most certainly wasn't being creative. And I was not being productive. And I had this thought. And other people had this thought too. Like, why should I go do this, that, or the other thing when there are so many people who are suffering right now? I feel guilty. I feel uneasy doing things for myself because it didn't seem fair or worth it because there were so many others suffering. So in a great big, huge news cycle day, give yourself a few hours to catch up. If some huge breaking news story is happening, pay attention to it, watch for a little bit, but then set some limits for yourself. And you know you, you know what your limits are. For some people, it might be 30 minutes. For some, it might be an hour or two. You get to decide, but don't dwell and don't have either social news, social media news, or traditional news define how you're going to plan out your day. Okay. Number 11, honesty and integrity above all else. I did an entire episode on honesty and integrity. Let's see What number was that? That was number 16, which I entitled matching your identity with your integrity. But the thing is, it's not okay to lie. 
It's not okay to cut in line. It's not okay to cut corners or do little stories that you tell yourself or your or others in order to get ahead in life. I teach the peace pyramid. And my whole idea is that you climb into bed at the end of the night feeling good about yourself. And if you're lying and you're cheating and you're manipulating and you're backstabbing in order to get ahead in some way, that's not cool. That's not cool. And that's not the behavior that we want to model for our children. So follow the golden rule. Do unto others as we would want done to us. And be honest and have integrity. Okay, number 12. Be yourself because everybody else is taken. So this is really interesting. And this is kind of backwards advice from a lot of the fake it until you make it sort of success lists and, and, and stories that are floating around out there. There is nothing wrong with you. You do not need to fix yourself or change yourself in any way unless you want to. Don't ever feel like you need to change yourself because someone else has asked you to. And don't ever feel like you are not good enough because you're judging yourself negatively and harshly compared to someone else. So unplug, go within, journal, figure out who you are and who you really want to be, and then be that person. But don't try and copy somebody else, assuming or hoping or praying that you will somehow become that person just by mimicking what they're doing. You'll always feel a little uncertain inside because you'll know that you're kind of lying to yourself. And it's sort of, am I allowed to say the word poser? Like, you'll feel like a poser. So what is that word? That word's from the 80s or the 90s, but I'm going to go with it. And that doesn't feel good. So you get to decide who you are and who you can want to be and who you're going to step into. If you need help with that, reach out to me. I'm, I'm happy to help. We can, we can line up a, a free coaching call. Um, you can line those up at stephanieoday.com forward slash mindset. If you Google around on stephanieoday.com in the blog section, there's, um, I think there's a, there's different posts on figuring out your identity and, um, definitely we can work together on a vision board or you make that up. There's also going on a vision quest, but my hope is that you know already who you are and who you want to be. And, um, And just be yourself. Okay, number 13. Treat parenting as your number one job. If you aren't a parent and this number doesn't apply to you, I am okay with you fast forwarding. I am not going to force you to listen to my thoughts on parenting if you have no interest whatsoever in ever becoming a parent. That is not an issue in the slightest to me. I'm still insanely happy that you are here. Okay. Parenting is your number one job. The fact is, you aren't raising kids. You are raising future adults. You are raising future adults who hopefully are kind, good-hearted people 
who are ready to be productive members of society. And that is exhausting, literally <laughs> exhausting. I think the, the first five to seven years is absolutely the hardest. And that's how you, when are, you are shaping your child to figure out who that future adult is going to be. So in California, I think they call it the first five initiative and a whole bunch of money is being kind of plunked into early childhood education and child development and preschools and universal preschools and all of these things. I have a lot of thoughts on that. I have a lot of thoughts on universal preschool because I think it depends on what it looks like and whether or not it's developmentally appropriate. And because I used to run preschool centers, I have lots of thoughts on that. And then Socrates, I'm pretty sure, said something along the lines of, give me a child until the age of seven and he will be mine for life. And it also sort of sounds kind of creepy and pedophilia-ish saying that, and I don't think that's what Socrates meant. But what he meant is, you are defining the character and you are defining the sort of teachability and whether or not your child has the ability to know the difference between what's right and what's wrong and morals and ethics and all of those things. And that really is your job as a parent. It, it's not necessarily to to teach them to stand in line and read and arithmetic and all of that kind of stuff that they teach in school. But, but your job is, is character building and future adult building with the end goal, the idea that once they graduate college, they are full-fledged adult humans. And I think we all can agree right now, especially with covid that these kids, their social and emotional development is truncated. And so a lot of it needs to come from home. So I mentioned in an earlier episode, and I think it was the slow parenting episode. Let's see, what number is that? That was episode number five. So that was quite a while ago. But my favorite parenting kind of discipline book is One, Two, Three Magic. And if you use that book at a very young age, then you will not need to later on. And then on my website, and maybe we can sort of match this up in the show notes, but I have a golden rules family printable um, where I lay out the golden rules that I had for our family. And it's still framed. It's still hanging on the wall of the playroom. And the playroom really is only used by Sheldon the dog right now. But it's still there and it's still framed. And I do still stand by those rules. But in general, parenting is your number one job. And so there you go. Okay, number 14, financial independence. So we also talked about this on a former episode when I was talking about just sort of preparing and knowing your number. And so that was episode number 15. But you do need to become financially independent. And the earlier, the better. And for most people, the definition of financially independent is that your income by your investments 
is paying for your day-to-day life. And so that's the, the fire. So financial independence, retire early. I personally sort of throw in a B there. So fiber, which is always a good thing to have in your life is extra fiber. But fiber is financial independence before retiring early. Because if if you're healthy enough and strong enough and you have interest and you're cool with your adult daycare job, then go ahead, continue to go and throw as much coal on the fire and just sort of shovel the, the money into your retirement accounts. But absolutely do not delay getting your finances in order. And then... Number 15. So we did it. We made it through 10. That's kind of cool. And according to my timer, I think we are right on time. So that makes me excited. Number 15 is to get outside as much as possible. It is not fun to be stuck in a cubicle. It is not fun to be stuck in your four walls. If you don't know when the last time was that you got out of the house and went for a walk around the block and found some nature and looked up in the sky and followed birds just for no reason except for that you wanted to follow them, then you've got to do it. It's good for your soul. It's good for your body. If you don't have a Fitbit or some sort of device that pulses on the 50-minute mark to remind you to get up and move around, invest in one or set a timer on your phone or a timer somewhere so you know at least once an hour you're getting out of your chair and you're moving. And if the weather is permitting, go outside. Get vitamin D. I think there's tons and tons of research out there on how we are just really shortchanging ourselves when it comes to vitamin D. We are made to be outside. And if you're low on vitamin D, Take a supplement, absolutely, but then just go outside. There's, there's a whole, also um, lots of research about grounding and being outside barefoot and just feeling the earth under your toes. And if you're in the snow, don't write to me and tell me that you live in Michigan and there's a foot of snow on the ground. So do this, obviously, when weather permits and it's applicable to you. Okay. So those were the next 10 on the list of 21. So the first five was to love yourself, plan out where you're going, take action daily, get adequate sleep, be around people who are good for you. And then this next set was you're an entrepreneur, keep your day job, aka treat your job like adult daycare, keep your eyes on your own work, be okay with being okay, limit social and traditional media, honesty and integrity above all else. Be yourself because everybody else is already taken. Treat parenting as your number one job. Financial independence, fire or fiber, pay attention to that, and get outside as much as possible. Okay, that's it for me today. I hope this was helpful and useful. Please write to me, tag me on social media if any of this resonates with you. If you have questions, even if you disagree with me and you think I'm way off base, that is fine. I'm, I am One, I can take it. And two, I would love the feedback and a healthy debate. Consider yourself loved and hugged. 
and please know that I mean it. Have a great day. Do you have a slow living story to share? Leave me a voicemail at stephanieoday.com forward slash podcast with any questions, comments, feedback, or testimonials, and I will be sure to include it in an upcoming episode. Also, if you found value in this episode, please share it with your family and friends and subscribe through your favorite podcast provider. The more you share, comment, and leave positive reviews, the more people we can reach and share the slow living lifestyle and messaging. Thank you, Slow Down Society, and have an absolutely wonderful day.